1: Working with twins, is it possible? Not everyone can afford full-time childcare. So what other options do you have? Whether you're expecting twins or have graduated out of the baby phase, you may be wondering what kinds of career choices you may have, if the traditional model of full-time work is not an option. Today, we're here to talk about flexible work options for twin parents. This is Twin Talks.
2: The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So
3: can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At
2: least you're not octo, mom.
1: If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, parenting times two. Welcome to Twin Talks. Twin Talks is your online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart Fitzgerald. Want to know all about the episodes we've released so far? Visit the episode guide on our website at newmommymedia.com. That's also where you can subscribe to our newsletter to learn about our latest episodes. If you'd like to listen to episodes on the go, then subscribe to Twin Talks on iTunes or download our free apps. Here's Sunny with details on how you can get involved with Twin Talks.
3: All right. So Christine mentioned uh, iTunes and iTunes is the biggest way people find out about our shows. So a lot of people are Googling for information and that's awesome, but a huge portion of our audience still comes from iTunes. So if you happen to be listening through iTunes or through the podcast app on your iPhone, we would love for you to leave us a review. That is just so important. And the way iTunes works is, you know, if people are searching for content through iTunes, the shows that have the most ratings and reviews reviews are going to pop up first. So that's a great way for you guys just to help us out a little bit and give us your honest feedback on what you think of Twin Talks and then that will help other parents find the show. And it also is good feedback for us Um, so we know what you think of the show, how it's been able to help you, and if you have any ideas on ways we can improve the show like we're all ears. So that's a great thing to do so we encourage you to check that out. Um, All you have to do is look for the ratings and reviews section on that and it's pretty easy to find. Also we're always looking for different Story ideas, different episode ideas. And if you would like us to do an episode um, based on your own experience, or perhaps it's something, I know there's not tons of information out there online regarding twins, which is why we started this show. <laughs> so, I mean, we have tons of episodes that have already been released, but we're always looking for more ideas. So, you can always email us through our website at newmommymedia.com. You can post it to our Twin Talks Facebook page. You know, there's a lot of different ways to connect with us, and we'll be happy to look into that for you.
1: Well, let's meet uh, everyone who's joining us today. Uh, So tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and your experience with today's topic. So Victoria.
4: Hi, Christine. Hi, Sunny. I'm Victoria. I live out in Novato, California, and I am a mom of twin daughters who will be three next month, Ellie and Lily, and then I have a son, Sam, who just turned six in February, and my husband works in the video game industry, and uh, I'm happy to be here this morning. I recently went back to work at a local uh, small liberal arts uh, university called Dominican University of California.
1: And Sunny, tell us about your situation and uh, about your kind of career path a little bit there.
3: Yeah, so I have four kids. I have two singletons, ages five, and my four-year-old, he just turned four yesterday, so uh, five and four, and then my twins um, are two and a half years old. I have identical girls. And yes, you know, it's been so interesting. The whole work situation has been interesting for me ever since I got married because I was on a very... I don't know, a planned trajectory, Mm -mm. I guess I'll call it, um, because I have always been in media and I worked at TV stations. And so it's a very methodical way. You've got to kind of climb up your ladder and climb up different market sizes. You you don't start out in a major city. You start out in those tiny cities and you work your way up. And then all of a sudden, my husband-to-be is located in a major city and I'm having to make a huge jump in markets. And it really just did not happen. I couldn't do a lateral jump, which I'm sure we're going to talk about later on. So I really did have to get creative. And I can certainly share more about that experience and what led me to creating these podcasts because this is my flexible work option. <laughs> so I'll, I'll share that later on. <laughs> and for
1: me, I'm your host, Christine. And, you know, I've got, um, let's see, my girls are six years old. They're identical girls. And I also have a singleton who is three. And. And, um, you know, I, I have to say, I was working full time right before my girls were born. And, um, I thought I was going to continue that, and things just changed. So I became a stay at home mom. Um, so I've been a stay-at-home mom for the last like, six years now, but I'll have to say, you know, I, I fantasize about going back to work constantly. <laughs> so I'll say that it's been a great thing to do, you know, podcasts and apply the experience we've had, and, but I'm really interested about what we have to say today.
0: When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust.
3: So we're going to talk about a news headline... And uh, this, I thought, was something um, that was worth talking about. It, it We don't talk about this all too much, but it has to do with the adoption of uh, triplet embryos. So the headline for this is, people have mixed feelings about this evangelical couple who gave birth to black triplets. So this is a white couple, and I believe, uh, I don't think they're missionaries. I think their parents, someone's parents are missionaries. But anyways, they were unable to conceive on their own. And so they had previously, adopted uh, two children, a black child, according to this article, it doesn't go into any more specifics than to say one black child and one biracial child. So they had two kids, they wanted to have more kids, and they adopted triplet baby girls that happened to be black. I mean, that, again, that's all it's saying is black embryo. so I don't know the exact origin of all this. But anyways, yeah, so it's, it's really interesting, you know, there have been some people say, well, why did you adopt black embryos? Why not? You know, why white embryos, you know, or, you know, something like that. And so they basically Mm -hmm. just come back and said, listen, if God meant for us to have fully white children, we would be able to conceive on our own. And we believe this is what's best. And Obviously, there's gonna be some challenges, but you know they they believe this is what's best for their family, and this is what you know they believe that this is what God has led them to do. And so anyways, just kind of wanted to get everyone's kind of take on this a little bit. There's a great little photo of them holding the triplet babies, um, so cute. Um, and we'll certainly post this link to our Facebook page for you guys to check it out. Uh, what but what's your thought on this, Christine?
1: Well, gosh, you know, I have to say, I, I think that is a really cool thing. Um, it just sounds like they're really passionate about children. And it sounds like they're just saying, hey, we want babies. We don't care what ethnic group they're from. We just want babies. And we believe that this is part of God's plan that they weren't able to conceive on their own. So, I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think it's a great think that they're they have an open mind and not framing it in terms of okay, they have to look exactly like me or be from my same background. So I think it's great. Right. I, I understand kind of the the criticism, but you know, maybe it's just saying, you know, we, we expect people to, you right. know, adopt mm-hmm. their own. So I think it's a great thing right. personally.
4: Right. What seems to be standing out to me is the whole idea of embryo adoption. Right. It I is. didn't even know that existed. <laughs> so that – has a whole nother side to the story about the fact that we talk about, you know, there's so many concerns about embryo, the use of embryo and research and all that kind of, and the idea that here's a, a vehicle of adoption. Right. that even, I don't even know if people even consider that option of even separating like that, saying that if you're going to adopt an embryo, knowing what race or DNA or something like that's where I'm like, wow, that's like, that's kind of like, there's a lot right there
3: that mm-hmm. I think
4: is like stirring people up because it's the decision that not to the fact that the woman put embryos in her body and ended up with three children that she had to raise to a healthy, like through a pregnancy and everything like that. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean like that alone is a huge endeavor. And then to the fact that whether they were of African-American or of of Asian descent yeah. now coming into play is kind of a, It makes people really think about this concept of what we're doing now with embryos and the freedom that we have with them and what, you know, what can happen. And this isn't, you know, people are still concerned about the racial demographics of it all. And like, you know, that's kind of the hard part about the story that people are still shocked about that.
3: Well, and it does kind of draw your attention. And she talks about this in the article that, hey, when we walk into Walmart, people kind of like stare. Like it's not something you see every day with babies that are so young, Right.
1: I mean, you're a you know a circus if you have right. three in babies. general. I mean, twins, right. triplets, period. And then like, oh wait, you know, you're not the same right. you know, skin tone. Right. Though. So I'm
3: sure there's a lot of explaining that has to go on, or at the very least, just kind of ignoring those wayward glances. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. So now these babies have like a great home. They seem happy. I mean, the the parents yeah. are happy. I mean, so you know, I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm yeah. glad they're able to provide.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because there's so much discussion about what to do with an embryo when an embryo is not being used. So Yeah.
3: Well, we'll go ahead again and we'll post this to our Facebook page and you guys can check out the article for yourself.
1: Well, today we're here with Victoria Worsch and okay, I'm going to say it the German way, Worsch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, we're talking about some different kinds of of mm-hmm. work opportunities that might be a better fit after you have twins. Um, if you're thinking about going back to work after having twins, so Victoria, I mean, you're a twin mom yourself. Maybe you could just you know tell us a little bit of your story of you know what your transition has yes, been. Yes,
4: um, as I'm I forgot to mention earlier in my uh, introduction, so I'm a a writer for twinuniversity.com, which is one of the main websites that many twin parents might find or triplet parents find for resources. And so I write for Twin University about this experience of going back to work and how you, what is the biggest challenge that you face? In doing my writing and research in my own experience, I found that there are three different kinds of stay-at-home parents. Like once you discover this reality that you're having twins, you either go in the place of like, I'm going, maybe you always knew that you wanted to stay home with your babies. And then you'll make a decision about work after that. Uh, you either are, cannot leave your job for any financial reasons. And so you want to look at how much leave you can take from your job to handle the first year of having twins, even this first six months. I often advice, just try to get at least six months of time off. Cause I don't think I could see straight until six months. And so, yeah. From my own experience, uh, even so. And then the third part is that what if this is a life-changing thing that was meant to happen to you and you didn't realize that you were going to you know, need to reconsider different options for work? And that's kind of where I came into play in, uh, in my own life. But the biggest challenge, I think, with, with twins is time and energy because everything is double. <laughs> I had a, a one-year maternity leave. It wasn't paid, but it was an opportunity that I had a one year maternity leave. But I knew that, and that due to job changes for my husband, that we were, and the affordability to be able to stay where I had that job, I was going to have to leave that job. So I knew that through that year of my maternity leave, we made a move in that time and I moved away and I knew I wasn't going to be able to return to that position. So about three months prior to my leaving date, I started thinking, am I going to spend the next three months trying to find a job? Am I going to spend the next three months enjoying my babies and just let life happen after? Or am I going to write? And so I just kind of like started writing and, and I let that day pass without a job. And so for me, that was like the biggest challenge was I was an engineering officially stay at home mom without a job. And I spent the next year after that applying for work. And I kept discovering that full-time work wasn't happening. And so it took me a good two and a half years to get back into the workforce. And I work in higher education. So it was just uh, from what I thought. But then I also kept trying other jobs too. That uh, What I learned from the experience, Sunny and, and Christine, is that you take your talents with you and mm-hmm. your talents can be used in many different places that you never yeah. even thought. Because I was 13 years in the same position at two different campuses. But I got very familiar with my work, that it became who I was what I was an expert in. I couldn't imagine doing anything different until the twins happened.
1: You know, Victoria, that is a really great story. And I love that you really embraced the changes and it just sounds like you went through this, evolution of who you are in your identity as a mom and as a career woman and just looking at your situation and all the requirements around it and your financial situation changed. And I think that's really great that you were really looking at every aspect of it and looking at what's best for your kids, what's best for you. And you weren't just rushing back into things, even if it meant that um, maybe financially um, you didn't have that extra income.
4: Yeah, because it became like at that moment in time, we were like, okay, $4,000 for childcare. That's yeah. how much it would have cost to put the three kids in childcare in the peninsula of the Bay Area. And we're like, that $4,000. But you know what was, I, and I tapped to be honest and tell people is, is that what I was meant to experience when I ended up staying home with my twins, it wasn't about the fact that I became the stay at home mom with my twins, it became the fact that I got time with my son. Mm hmm. I was working and I didn't realize that I needed time with my son. And so I got, when the twins came and I became a stay-at-home mom, all of a sudden I was having afternoons with my son that I never had before. And then I got to have this new relationship with my son that I didn't realize I needed. And then everything kind of changed. And I realized that, yes, you you really have your children for a certain amount of time and you have a lifetime to work.
1: And Sonny, how about you? Can you tell us a little bit about your career transition?
3: Yeah, and it happened at a a very unique time. I, I think, you know, my background is in media and think about how media has changed over the last yeah. ten years. And my life changed drastically as media was changing. So it was kind of the best opportunity for me <laughs> to still do what I love to do and do yeah. less of it from a work type of office facility. Still, many things, you know, are are the same, but there's still a lot of differences. So I did have to kind of break away a little bit from television specifically, although I'm not going to rule out... Yeah, you know, I, I worked at news stations and I worked as a news yeah. anchor and reporter. And uh-huh. so, you know, you'd have to go into a job really to cover stories and to do that kind of stuff. You'd have to kind of be out and about and, and do your thing there. But um, that training, you know, that's not the only thing, you know, that I could do. You know, those jobs taught me so much within the realm of media and communication. I didn't have to be on TV. And as, as that was happening is when the Internet started becoming really popular. I don't know if you've ever heard of YouTube. <laughs> but, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) YouTube came out and exploded. And suddenly my skills and being able to create video, create audio that I was doing for television were now applicable in other areas, areas that, I mean, you guys know the stories. I mean, you know, people are creating, you know, without having a media and journalism background, people are creating great content and putting them online and they're doing all of this from their home or, you know, from the places that they want to do it from. And so I think it's, It was great timing, completely unintentional timing, but great timing for me to just say, okay, what's my skill set? Don't think about where you're going to put your skills. What is my skill set? And beyond that, what makes me happy? Because you Mm -hmm. may be really good at something, but you may not enjoy it. And for me, any time that I was going to spend away from my kids needed to be something that I was going to enjoy. Yeah. And if it wasn't, it just wasn't worth it to me, then then let's just put it off as long as we can as long as we can afford and then I'll just do it when I have to do it. But if I can do something that I love to do, and just take smaller portions of time away from my kids, and hopefully make some money doing it. That's what I was going for. That was my goal you know and it's taken you know a long time and it's still a work in progress to be able to figure out okay what can we really afford to do because i'm not earning mm-hmm. the same paychecks i did at a tv station i'll be honest i'm not you know <laughs> but i'm happier i have a lot more flexibility with my life what we were talking about earlier as far as having time to spend with your other kids i had two singletons prior to my twins coming along you know so i there is no way i would be able to manage four kids working a 9 to 5 job yeah, yeah i mean the money you know to victoria's point the yeah. money that you would have to spend it's just not worth it it's not worth it so for me it was about timing and it was about just being in the the right place at the right time obviously and then just being flexible just thinking again what is my skill set and, and and how can i make this work
4: and you know what Sunny, i think when we say flexible you know Let's just think of that word for a second in terms of your concept of your life. Can you be flexible to the fact that it's okay if you're not working nine to five? Mm-hmm. Can you be flexible enough to let your husband do the paycheck? For me, that was the big thing. Like, right. I was like, am I gonna? I have never in my life been dependent on anyone, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, I, yeah, right? So it's like, can you be flexible? So, but yeah and like that I think is what you have to ask yourself are you willing to be flexible and see what life is going to take you to
1: well you know traditionally um, this has affected more women than men but do you see more men with this same dilemma I mean now we're looking at um, I mean I have friends that are stay-at-home dads so yeah. it seems like that there might be more men that are experiencing this phenomena and trying to figure out what do they want to do next so um, Victoria
4: there's this the saying that millennial men, are like this equal bound group of men. Like these men that are like, yeah, I totally support my wife going further in her career. Or I am totally open to staying home with children. Like for some reason they're the end of the baby boomer people that have re- that are raising the millennials have done something to shift the brain of these younger men that they're more open to it. Where my husband and I both were raised by traditional baby boom parents But yeah, I I do know a millennial man who is staying home with his twins and it just so happened in the situation that his wife, her work was the one that was bringing in the benefits and bringing in like, Mm -hmm. you know, the stability and stuff. And, (laughs) and he was open to, um, staying home with the babies and so they have like a really great, you know, relationship and, and I think there's just that respect, like that dual respect to it. And I like that. I think that's a big difference that I, that I've seen. I'm, I'm 39. So, yeah,
1: um, it's, you know, It and I think it's interesting because I'm sure that a lot of, you know, yeah. corporate policies probably come into play because, I mean, there's some companies that provide exactly. different maternity leaves and maybe the paternity leave or parental leave is not quite so mm-hmm. generous. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, the game, that's probably a factor. I think if it's, you know, one person, the breadwinner. Yeah. And
4: I think there's definitely shifting, especially in the media when you had like, You know, Mark Zuckerberg being way open about being a dad and like just just more ability for men to talk about fatherhood. Mm -hmm. And Marie Slashenberg's husband talking about being a lead parent. So he shared his experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that it's just, I love it. Now you can get, you can see it more that it changes your Mm -hmm. brain more
3: and you're more flexible these today.
1: new millennial men I, I i love the expression the millennial men
3: <laughs> they sound like super moon. that sounds yeah. like a movie or something doesn't yeah. it? it should be a movie <laughs>
4: exactly yeah. no but, uh, no I'm, i have to wonder yeah that's a, that's a, that's my new thing i want to talk about you know with, with, around random people <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this like you know this concept that you know these millennial men are way more equal i don't know if i you know like, <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, you know, you think about your father in law or something like that right now, and I'm like, yeah, my father in law is a pretty traditional guy, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but my right. dad, on the other hand, wasn't. My dad and my parents grew up right, you know, where you know, our moms didn't have, you know, if a mom was going to work in the 1970s and 80s, she was not getting any, any flexibility.
1: Yeah. So. Now, I'm wondering, you know, we, we kind of talked a little bit earlier about sort of the different groups of folks who are looking mm-hmm. to go. Back to work, or just you know, to stay home, and and you know, it got me thinking about you know, are there any stages of twins' age or development that sort of trigger that time to say, oh, okay, you know, my my kids are breastfed, so I you know, I have that freedom to go back to work, or oh, my kids are you know, I know lots of times I hear about okay, they're they're in school, so now I can go back to work and i have put in my time <laughs> i don't do we do we see any kind of trends in there
4: i was triggered by like there there's this book called ready or not there we go the real experts guide to the toddler years with twins by elizabeth lyons and she says that when they hit 18 months and they start talking she says Get wow. out! <laughs> like, yeah, like she's like, get out of the house. Find something to do. I loved it. Like she just kept repeating, like they are going to come at you. They are both going to talk to you. You need to get breaks. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that I like read early when my girls were turning too made me start thinking about yeah I gotta I'm planning something like I gotta get something and so like I was motivated last year I gotta get at least part-time work something that gets them into preschool and so because that break is gonna you're gonna need that break
1: it's you know it's funny I can say when my twins were potty trained I think for that was sort of Mm. like this sort of lull like oh my gosh things got easier and I felt like I could just do more and then at that point we decided, well, we can have another child. And so then we got pregnant with our oh. singleton. So, so yeah, I guess instead of going back to work, I said, okay, we'll just have more family. <laughs> But, you know, I can say for me as well, I mean, my girls are, you know, they're, the twins are six years old, they are in school and schedule wise, it just breaks up the day a little bit differently. I mean, I drive them to school in the morning and then I pick them up in the afternoon and there's an extended care available. And I've been thinking about it more that, I mean, I've, I've you know, while I do have the little preschooler at home right now, I'm thinking, well, you know, I do, I think I could be creative with this block of time and do more with it. So I feel like yeah. kind of the, the school has, we've finally gotten into a routine where I feel like, okay, I, I think I can do more on my own and reinvent myself. Maybe like I've thought now's the time to reinvent myself.
4: And I think, you know, I, in a way we have this nice luxury. I feel like for some parents that have to keep working, there's no real luxury of like thinking about what you would want to do differently. Because right now you're just kind of like surviving. You're in a state mode. You know, I work so that this covers this and I take care of that. And I don't really, the creativity of getting that opportunity to break and, and ask yourself if you're really loving what you're doing, is it really what you want to be doing? The time that you get that reflection has to come and I don't know, you know, unless something shocking happens. But I want those full-time moms to also allow yourself to think about that flexibility of if you wanted to change your career. That you could too. Mm -hmm. It is possible. But I feel like sometimes when you're responsible for making sure the bills are paid and everything's taken off and the housing and everything like that, it's hard to allow yourself that flexibility when you're not a stay at home mom. You know, you don't have an opportunity to go back into it. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, that's a good point to say that. Yeah. If you're, if you are working full time and, maybe you're happy with it, or maybe you just want some sort of change, there might be some flexible options. And I think we can go into that in just a little bit. I was just thinking also, for those who are the stay at home moms, I wanted to, you know, with that space of time, be able to use my creative skills. So that's been kind of what got me into this. And maybe what are some of the other um, motivations for wanting to go back to work?
3: For me personally, as far as why I, I just have this drive to, it's not work to make money, because I don't really think about work in terms of making money. Um, I kind of let my husband take on that burden, honestly. But I have uh, the sense of, I don't know, needing to feel accomplishment. And because I've been fortunate enough to do jobs that I love to do, and that I'm good at, like, I think that even fuels it even more. But I have to admit That was my drive was that. But how I sold it to my husband, because my husband's always been like, listen, you can stay at home with the kids, be a stay-at-home mom, just take care of the kids. You don't have to do anything else until the kids go back to school, and then I need you big time. And in my head, I'm thinking, great – because that means I'm going to be out of work for five, six, whatever years. And in yeah. media, as we we explained earlier, media changes so fast. Like if you are not on it, you miss it. And with social media now and everything, like you have to stay in the game. And so for me, I was like, okay, I know my husband says I don't need to work now, but – in order for me to provide financially for the family when all my kids are in school unless i want to do a job that's completely unrelated and for me doing these type you know doing these shows and doing media related stuff it's like breathing for me like i have to do it it's just something i mm-hmm. have even if no one paid me a single cent this is what i would be doing because i just have a drive to do it and so it, it's been different you know for me as opposed to like kind of my husband so my pitch to my husband doing this is, listen, I got to keep my skill set up. I have to do this because I know you're yeah. going to need me in five years or n- well, now it's not five years. Mm-hmm. Now it's like three years. Um, I know you're going to need me at this point and I don't want to get a temp job. I don't want to put myself at the bottom of the ladder when I know I'm really good at other stuff. I mean, I went to school for other stuff. I did internships for media stuff. I climbed the ladder in media to get to where I am now and I don't want to miss out on that and I don't want to resent my husband or my family because I'm suddenly doing a job I can't stand simply because I need to bring in money.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I am totally with you on that because um,
1: I feel like, you know, I mean, my background's marketing. And, you know, some of the energy I've put into that has been through my local twins club as well, trying to just, you know, market just the outreach and use kind of like a lot of organizational, you know, skills to get that more lined up and online and using like modern technology, things like that. And, you know, and it's been a good filler, you know, I can put that on the resume as well to say that, hey, this is something it's tangible, it has um, tangible results. And it feels good. So I I totally agree with you. It's not the money. But but I feel like I'm doing I'm making a difference.
3: Yeah,
4: But I feel like a lot of it is, like, I'm learning to become humble because I went from, like, being an administrator to, like, walking into my local twin club and saying, hey, hi, I am used to be a director of student life. Uh, you need me to do anything? I can do this and this and this, right? Yeah. And they were like, who in the hell are you? And you both... Told- <laughs> and what are you doing? You're only, you're, you're twins. My, my twins are literally like five and a half months. They're wondering, <laughs> what am I doing here? Why am I not home dying? Like, you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm have twins. But I was like on this like place where, well, like I was concerned about my career. I got to stay on top of my skills. I have to like, yeah. and I thought, and I didn't realize that as I'm going through different experiences in the last year, and maybe even sometimes it comes out in my new job, that it's hard to come from a place where people know you And they already know what you've accomplished to going into a room where nobody knows you at all. And you, you have to be humble in, in, uh, what you can offer learning how to be awesome without like having to be like, (laughs) don't you know who I am? You know, <laughs> yeah, <I> know. <laughs> it's like, when you're climbing the ladder, what you learn from climbing the ladder of career is that people start to know who you are and then people know you. And then you're like, Oh yes, they know how awesome mm-hmm. I am. And then when you get off the yeah. ladder or you're in a new town or you're somewhere where people don't know you,
1: there's no credibility. It's like, okay, here's my paper resume. Yeah, yeah.
4: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right.
1: I mean, and so I remember going to my local
4: community and, uh trying to join the local city council for a committee. And they asked me, tell us a little bit about yourself. And I didn't know how to say I was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. It was like, I couldn't answer the question. I like biffed it so bad. And then like a year later, after I did a leadership program and a bunch of stuff and people got to know me, they were like, oh, okay, now I could say, and I was proud to say I was a stay-at-home mom. But the first time out the gate, I was, I struggled. I just couldn't, I don't know what it was. And that took me time and, and that's okay. That's what I realized was it was okay. And now when I'm at this position I'm at, I, I don't have no problems telling people, oh yeah, I used to do this. But before that I was a stay-at-home mom. I just recently been home. Stayed, and I have so much pride for anyone now, like who's been a stay-at-home mom or I love it. It's humbled me tremendously. And it makes me think I'm going to be even a better leader down the road, whatever happens or whatever I continue to do. But my husband say a bad day for the ego is a good day for the
1: soul. I love that expression. (laughs) Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion about twin parents going back to work and uh, looking at some of the less traditional opportunities
2: waiting on a tax return. Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.
1: So, let's look at some of the ways you can uncover job opportunities that offer more flexibility than the traditional nine to five scenario. Where do you start? I mean, gosh, you know it, it seems like the job market and and the way you find jobs nowadays is so different than it was you know even three or four years ago. And then now we're adding this layer of flexibility. So where do you start and where do you go look?
4: I would say the first thing you want to start with is definitely LinkedIn. You definitely want to invest in presenting yourself on LinkedIn. So, you, you you know, however it is the stuff you did before the babies came, any volunteer work you're doing right now, you know, take some time to get yourself a nice presentation that you can easily send to anybody. And you'll be surprised the part-time position I found, I found through LinkedIn.
1: So, Victoria, you know, I have to wonder, you know, on the LinkedIn profiles, I have to say, up until I had twins, I had a very straight pathway and... Now, after having twins, it's become kind of windy. I mean, I've done a lot of different things with the local twins club and, you know, doing podcasts. And so if I was to go out and, you know, look for another job I mean, my background's software marketing, you know, how much should I incorporate on there? I mean, it is terms of all this other stuff.
4: Because my, you know, my freelance writing for Twin University became like my profile. I was like, this is what I'm currently doing. And I tried to look from like the standpoint of, cause I was feeling proud about the stuff that was being published. So I feel like I have examples and I think the same thing with the podcast that you guys are doing, it shows that you're doing, you're using some sort of skills right now and it shows that you're connected to something. Uh, it's in the summary section of LinkedIn is where you really start to like figure out your vision for what you're looking for. So there's where you can get creative or how you want to, spin the whole, like, if you want to talk about what you've been doing, staying home with the twins or the other stuff that you're doing.
1: So, you know, we we were kind of talking about updating your profile, but how do you incorporate the idea of flexibility? I mean, what if you don't want to go back to work full time, but you're really looking for a a part-time option or something that's at least flexible? Um, What are some phrases that you can put in your profile or when you're talking to potential employers that to let them know that you want something that's that's more flexible how do you ask for it
4: yeah because i mean i think what happens is what why i feel like linkedin is a good place because we all need a place to get ourselves organized and maybe you don't use linkedin but that when you think about creativity and you want flexible work hours Then you start thinking about, well, how far are you willing to drive? Or now that you've narrowed it down to like, you want to work from home and you're going to create a little workspace in your house and you're going to have someone come in twice a week that's going to take care of the babies while you do your specific thing. Then that helps you narrow down what you're looking for. You know, and then I think you start putting yourself out there. You start contacting people, you know, your friends over Facebook or your You start letting people know I'm looking to start back into the uh I'm looking for some flexible work hours. I'm available these days. When you got yourself organized, it's amazing what happens when things start lining up for you. When you're more clear on what you want and what you need. What's the most important? My top five. What's most important to me? Because it was like easy, because it's on your hand. You can like count it on your fingers.
3: Well, I think it's important to not just figure out what you want, but also, I mean, I think that's important. You have to know what you want, but I think sometimes it's, it's about taking baby steps to, mm-hmm. to get there. Um, I'm yeah. in a situation now where for a long time I was just kind of pushing myself and pushing myself and I really didn't have any childcare for the kids. My oldest is in kindergarten now. Um, but I really didn't have any support with my other three, including my twins. And I was just cutting back on sleep. I was, I mean, I literally was getting two or three hours of sleep at night and falling asleep during the day. And it was just a nightmare because I just couldn't get everything done. And I sat down with my husband. I'm like, I am not taking care of myself. I can't keep going at this rate. And I knew in my head I wanted to do all this stuff for work, right? I got to do this and yeah. Full time, and I, and, I, and I truly is a full time job to do what I need to do. And instead of, you know, I just couldn't keep taking that extra time out of sleep. You know, and so for me, it was my husband and I sitting down and going, How do I get to where I want to be? Okay, we're gonna have to take some baby steps here. You know, what do you need in order to accomplish your goal? And for me, it was, Listen, if I had three hours every day where I could truly just work and not be interrupted every five seconds with a need or a baby crying, or I don't have babies anymore, toddler crying or whatever, um, then I wouldn't spend, you know, eight, 10 hours a day trying to get work done. Then it would be done in a condensed amount of time. you know, and mm-hmm. then I could move on with my day and I would be there for my family more and everything would be better. So what we worked out was a three-month trial period of which I'm two weeks into this three-month trial period <laughs> where all three, you know, so I've got my kindergartner that's in kindergarten and then I've got my three other kids are in half-day preschool. And it's a test period and we're going, okay, to, to make, you know, What you want to have happen, you know, you need this time. So we worked out for the next three months, we are just coughing up the money that it's going to take. And the theory is that hopefully, you know, and again, it's a test. Hopefully, I have more time to get the work done. I can bring in more money because Uh I've got more time. It's condensed, you know, so I'm there, you know, for my job. I'm more present for my job. Mm -hmm. I'm more present for my family when it's family time. And then it's done. And the idea is that I can bring in more money to be able to cover the cost in the future. And really, it's just baby steps. It's not saying for this next year, I have to do something full time. It's it's no. It's like, let's let's try this. Let's see if it works. And if not, let's roll with the punches. And I think that's important, whatever your situation is. I think it's important just to say it, it's not written in stone, you know, what you have to do. And it goes back to that term being flexible. You know, we have to. We're moms now. Our yeah. whole day has to be flexible in some way because you never know what your kids are going to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, switching gears here, you know, I wanted to look at another option. If you're thinking about, hey, maybe the existing work is not, you know, either in employment, is not really the model I want to look for. There's another opportunity out there, and there's actually a website called Flex Jobs, and it really focuses on work-from-home opportunities. And, you know, I think that's something that maybe a lot of people haven't heard about,
3: um, so, um, flex jobs. Sunny, have you heard of flex jobs? Yeah, absolutely. So they actually put out a press release, and it's been a while now. But I think um, a lot of these jobs. I mean, just kind of give you an idea. If you're if you're thinking about changing jobs, and you're like, where do I even start? They came out with this. It, it was more like a press release to say here are some things that we found, the, and, and the title of it was surprising: ten surprising work from home jobs for moms seeking work life balance. And I can go through these uh, pretty quickly. I don't know if it's on their website anymore. But um, public affairs, a communications specialist. And, I, and mm-hmm. I can say, even from being in the media, there's a lot of virtual assistants. You may want to Google some stuff like that. A lot of those people are overseas, but not necessarily. You can definitely, I mean, the whole point of being a virtual assistant is that you don't have to be right there with your boss, virtual, <laughs> right? right? So yeah. there, there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, it says senior director for fundraising. So if you're calling on people or whatever, a lot of the times you don't have to be right There in the room and we've got really great tools right now when it comes to Google Hangouts. I know we use that a lot on Mm. new mommy media for, you know, just getting together and and talking with experts or just with one another Um, Skype, that kind of stuff. You can do these virtual meetings. So if you really do need to connect with your colleagues, you can certainly do that in other ways. A staff attorney. I'll just go through some of these pretty quickly. Online associate faculty, nurse care manager, human resources, business partner. This was interesting. SEC football writers. It's very specific, but it goes back to the writing thing, the blogging yeah. thing. Um, yeah. And so, you know, there's just a lot of opportunity with that. Um, vice president business development, American sign language adjunct teacher. Um, a lot of teachers are now teaching online. So, I mean, yeah. if you're a teacher, maybe there's opportunities with universities that are completely online. The last one here they list is associate creative director. So just to kind of yeah. give you a taste, I know these are very specific, but yeah, flex jobs is a great website to check out we'll be sure to link to that on the episode page for this website because these jobs are changing all the time and and i just we just kind of want to give everyone a taste of some of the stuff out there to get the wheels turning because there are certainly some jobs that you're still gonna have to be there in person and do but there's a lot that's happening right now with technology and media to allow people to work remotely including the jobs that i just mentioned
4: And I want to plug that idea too about making sure you talk to your partner about, can you give me Saturdays like 10 AM to noon so I can go to a coffee shop and get myself, you know, I need to find the work I want to do or let's talk about, because if you don't have any help right now and you're full 24 seven, you're going to have to negotiate with your partner or even if you can find a neighbor or somebody that can allow you that hour a day or that two hours on the weekend or something where you can go out and start searching for this stuff and you can get, you know. Because uh, that was a key factor for me.
1: Having those blocks of time. Yes. <laughs> just seriously, it's say. a yeah.
4: lifesaver. Yeah. Decide when you want. And it, it, like you said, if it's a little investment, maybe you don't go out uh, every week and you take that money just to have, you know, pay for someone just to come, yeah. just, you know, and it's uh, to give yourself that block.
3: That's mm-hmm. exactly what my husband and I did. I said, let's print out our credit card bills. Let's see what we can cut <laughs> back on. And seriously, yeah. what what can we cut back on? Because I am going crazy here. I'm Mm -hmm. going crazy and my sanity is much more important than a trip to whatever we've been doing or going out to eat for this or do, you know, we never go out to eat. I don't even know why I use that (laughs) as when you become a parent when you go out to eat. But, you know, stuff like that, that little things that we could cut, you know, cut back on purchases and stuff like that.
4: And you feel refreshed afterwards, too, and you're a better mom.
1: Yes. Mental space. It I'm all just creating a little bit of mental space. Oh, I love I, that. Mean.
2: Mental. <laughs> now, <laughs> I was
1: thinking. Okay, we we were kind of talking about sort of like on the on the flex job site. I mean, this is generally. Um, it sounds like it's really more employment opportunities where mm-hmm. you know you work for a company and they send you a paycheck. But I think, like in Sunny's situation, so she used her skills to create a business, and yeah. I, I think you know, and I've I'll, I'll say I've been talking to a lot of my friends who have gone that route of being self-employed and saying, hey, you know, I've got this skill set and I'm at a point in my career where I feel confident where I can go out and build something on my own. And I've got maybe, you know, some business acumen or, you know, (laughs) we'll get the advice, but but at least the the technical skills to say, hey, I want to do either consulting or create a business, you know, service. So, I, I mean, that's definitely another option. I don't know, Sunny, I mean, how did you decide to go into business yourself?
3: because there was nothing out there that was what I wanted you know, to do. I, I mean, I created because what I wanted to do wasn't available. And but what I would say to people is, listen, do your research first. And if there is, if you're a brand new parent, especially if you have twins, I am not a huge advocate of saying start your own business, unless you're just <laughs> one of those crazy people. And I was a crazy person. So I understand the crazy people. <laughs> but unless you're a crazy person that is just like, you know, really wanting to do it, don't do it. See if there's something else out there that is similar and talk to those people. When when I first decided that I wanted to go into podcasting, the first thing I did was start working for other podcasts. And it wasn't until those podcasts said we don't want to do this anymore that I was like, "Well, crap, I got to do this on my own now." <laughs> um and so, and I was able to turn that into something really good and better than what I was doing before, but that's my advice. I think we would all agree that our families are our priorities. And mm-hmm. when you start your own business, There is so much unforeseen stuff. You are the head honcho and and everything that comes through your business comes through you on some level. You are ultimately responsible for everything and it's very difficult to do that and also be in control of your family and everything. So my advice is, yes, if that's just built into your blood, you're always going to have that and at some point you're going to have to do it and you've got to make that judgment call on when you do it. But if that's not built into your blood, seriously, do your research. See, (laughs) even if there's not a job posting out there, for what you want contact that company I have created jobs where there weren't jobs in this business you know I said listen I'm right here in San Diego you're right here in San Diego this is my skill set and I created a job out of nothing so don't wait for a job to come to you see if the people that are already in existence will take you on and if not then maybe go a different route yeah But, you know, now I do have to
1: say, okay, in in the process, I mean, here on, on Twin Talks, we have had a number of guests on the show who saw a need as a twin parent. So they weren't so much, you know, relying on their previous professional career, but they saw something like their twins were really messy eaters. So they created, you know, special Place mats, you know for eating yeah or yeah. the um i know there's we've had guests who created baby carriers that are just for yep. twins and yeah, yep. so it's like wow they put that in production but and i and i have to say wow my hats are off to them but i mean gosh <laughs> but the work involves
3: <laughs> so there's so much work there's, yeah. And they would agree to that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty amazing what you think you
4: could do after you have twins. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and as some of them have even appeared on Shark Tank as well. So.
3: Yes. Oh. I know. They're big time. It's awesome. Kudos <laughs> to them. That's fantastic. Well, I want to say thanks so much to
1: our parents for joining us today and be sure to visit our episode page on our website for more information about flexible work options and as well as we have additional resources available. And this conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. And after the show, we're going to talk about some of the uh, creative work from home arrangements and maybe some twin oops at home uh, while we're working. And for more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com.
2: Okay. <laughs>
3: All right, so before we wrap up today's show, we have a Twin Oops, which is a segment that we do on the show um, where you guys tell us your funny stories that have happened with your twins. And this one comes from Megan, and we actually asked this question on the Multiples of America Facebook page. And so Megan responded, and she said, my boys were naughty toddlers. They threw eggs anytime they got the chance, which makes <laughs> me wonder, how often do you get a chance to throw eggs? But anyway, she continues. Well, once I went to a doctor's appointment, they heard I had t- twins and they said oh there was a guy in here a couple weeks ago that had twin boys that threw eggs could you imagine that and i said yes i can that was my husband (laughs) they all had a good laugh and i was mortified so yeah throwing eggs i guess you'd want to keep the the eggs in on the top shelf of the fridge i'm thinking you know maybe not let them break the eggs open when you're cooking (laughs) (laughs) yeah Maybe she was teaching them, you know, the whole, yeah, yeah,
4: crack an egg thing.
3: And then they're like, woohoo! Exactly. So, Megan, thanks so much for sending this in. If you guys have a twin oops that you would like to send us, please do. We would love to share it on the show. You can go to our website at newmommymedia.com and click on the contact link. Uh, Also through the website, you can send us a voicemail, which is great. It actually picks up the microphone on your computer so you don't actually have to call us. And you just have to look for that gray little banner on the side that says send voicemail.
1: Well, that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, The Boob Group for moms who give breast milk to their babies, Parent Savers for moms and dads with toddlers, and Newbies for newly postpartum moms. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2.
4: This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
3: How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com.
2: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.